Oh. How reckless of me. I made you all wet. Yes, but my martini is still dry. My name's James. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss. I'm here with my loved ones, Brittany, Eric, and Tyler one more time. Twice hey. the Tyler. We qualify oh, yeah. as loved ones? That's excellent. Yeah. Are we so the glad loved ones? to be a loved one. You guys are my loved ones. <laughs> are one of us going to get strapped to a chair and uh, have boiling water poured into our forehead hole? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> and cover you in glitter. <laughs> and uh, Am to... I pretty enough? Or am I not pretty enough? <laughs> You're pretty enough, okay? Okay, good. Okay. Uh, so we have Tyler back on the show again. Welcome yeah, it's back. super quick, man. Yeah. That was a quick turnaround. Usually it's like three months. I feel like I haven't <laughs> seen you in forever. Instead of three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, back-to-back recordings with Tyler. Yeah. Always a good time. Glad to be back again. <laughs> Tonight, uh, I am sipping hot cocoa. <laughs> and you, as we do every Wednesday. If you hear intermittent slurps, it's because we're all enjoying hot cocoa like <laughs> the good little boys and girls that we are. It's true, we deserved it, because we watched <laughs> Never Say Never Again, the James Bond movie that came out in 1983, starring Sean Connery. Eric, this was your pick. Yes, it was. Please tell us why you picked this movie. Okay, well, um, about, uh, say, like a year and a half ago, I got in like a really big Bond kick. I decided, I want to watch all the James Bond movies. Okay. Don't know why, I just decided I want to do that one day. Um, so I went through and I watched all of the official Eon Productions James Bond movies, and uh, about a year later, I realized that there was an unofficial release um, in 1983 alongside Roger Moore's Octopussy uh, called Never Say Never Again. And it was an unofficial production. Um, oh, so what, 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 make it, what made it unsanctioned? So most of the, <laughs> most of the, all the official James Bond releases are done by Eon Productions. And back when um, Ian Fleming was trying to adapt the James Bond character into a screenplay, he worked with a guy named Kevin McClory. They wrote the script for Thunderball. And then eventually uh, the project got scrapped or got put on hold or something to that effect. And then Ian Fleming went ahead and wrote the book Thunderball using uh, like ideas from that script. Kevin McClory sued the shit out of him, won, and then somehow like at a later date he got the rights to like all the characters and concepts concepts contained within. So he went ahead in 1983 and created Never Say Never Again, which is essentially a remake of Thunderball, which is from uh, the 60s. And you said this came out the same year as the as Octopus as Octopus with uh, Roger Moore, who was the the current actual Bond at the time. Okay, interesting. And uh, uh, <laughs> so this is an unaffiliated. Bond. This is an unofficial Bond. This is an bond. illegal Bond. An he did not have bond. a license to Bond. <laughs> uh, now, Tyler, you are a huge James Bond fan. That I am. Um, so, do you have any fun facts about? W- why this doesn't quite fit into the James Bond universe that we can get into before we go into what it's about. Well, I think since we watched the movie, we can actually talk. I think we could all talk about it. And I know you guys haven't seen any other Bonds, but you still know the traditional cadences to Bond, like the song, which they did not use at all. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. Um, and and the gun barrel open. And they actually didn't have a main title sequence, which Eric noted. Oh, they do yeah. the gun barrel thing for every Bond? Every Bond. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Yep, even but the, my even frame the very of reference for Bond is non-existent. So. Interesting. We know that he drinks margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rocks. pretty much it. Um, all right, Eric, what's, this, what's uh, Never Say Never Again about? 
Okay, well, uh, the plot to this movie is essentially the same as about eight or nine other James Bond movies. <laughs> um, Spectre, the evil organization that uh, he is always at odds with, has uh, hijacked nuclear missiles from the Americans, and they're going to hold the world ransom uh, using those nuclear warheads. Uh, they're going to try to make um, nations all over the world pay money so that they will not attack uh, the United States or whatever country is involved. So it is up to James Bond to recover the warheads and bed many sexy ladies. Uh, that's about it. Oh, and he comes through. Oh, well, of course he does. Tenfold. When doesn't he? Except when everyone around him dies. Okay, you clowns, cut the crap. Brittany and myself have not seen any James Bond movie prior to this one. Mm -hmm. This Correct. is my only exposure is the unsanctioned Bond. So I our, think I saw part of a Brosnan Bond when I was younger, but I honestly don't remember a thing you're about You're better it. off not remembering any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a very rich universe in which we have no experience in, and you guys have both seen all of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this will be uh, a, bit, a, a bit different. So when we go through our successes, I think what we'll try and do is you guys try and give it from the perspective of the other James Bond movies, as well as... <laughs> Comparative success. Uh, yes, exactly. As, as well as the general you know, scope of the movie. Mm -hmm. And we will just keep it from the general scope of the movie, since we have nothing to draw parallels with. Except Fair for enough. Austin Powers. Except for Austin Powers, <laughs> which is the only way I truly had to, I had to use Austin Powers to understand this as movie. As like a point of reference. <laughs> yeah. That's not good for me. <laughs> It was very weird, though. Honestly, hearing someone saying 007 and not be joking was like the weirdest experience of my life. <laughs> it's just something that's like in the cultural miasma. Like you just yes. kind of picked all the stuff up, but you don't actually know anything about it. And I was like, oh, wait, it. he's serious. Yeah. <laughs> well, just being a dick like <laughs> good going 007. It's like Einstein at this point. Yes, exactly. Einstein did so many, so many great things and he's an insult now. Most <laughs> mo most people that use the, the term 007 in the James Bond movies are insulting him, though. Also true. <laughs> that's very true. Like you asshole. <laughs> so that's deep. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's just a number, essentially. And they're insulting him by saying he's just a number. So True. I always thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> At least that's his name, though. No, that's his actual name. Dublo7. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dublo? I'm going to name my son Dublo. It's a family name. It's a seven Costanza. All right, so let's, um, let's go with successes, then. Uh, who wants to begin... Uh, this is going to be real weird for me. I honestly just going to get it out there. Didn't write down any successes or failures <laughs> because I was just watching the movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could chalk that up to a success, I would say. Totally. Yeah, that, that is a good thing. It is. I, I felt the same. I have always have my notepad out, ready to take notes. Um, sometimes it's a negative thing when I don't write down anything. Sometimes it's a positive thing because I was actually sitting there watching this movie, and that's pretty much what I was doing, was I was sitting there watching this movie. Same. Kept my attention. I just wanted to disclaim my non-productivity before <laughs> I really get into this. <laughs> Uh, now, now for the James Bond experts, yeah. um, how does this measure up to the other James Bond films? Eric, I'll let you go first because this is the first time you've seen it. So you have yeah. the first gut reaction. Um, I would say this is on par or better than a good chunk of the other Sean Connery movies. Um, I mean, it beats the hell out of the original Thunderball. Thunderball's really boring. Like this, <laughs> this punches up the pace really takes out like a lot of the slow, boring underwater scenes, or at least in the underwater scenes, there are things actually happening instead of just people swimming. 
Yeah. Which, oh That's boy. True. You don't want to gaze upon Connery's gams? Well, I do, but I would like there to be something else in the scene. You know, I don't want to be a voyeur. <laughs> yeah, actually, I thought this was probably, I would say, I would, I would put this in my top ten, I would say. Interesting. Because I don't have a lot of respect for a lot of the James Bond movies, but I feel like they're a fun movie to put on in the background, so mm. they kind of fill that need for me sometimes. Okay. You just don't really want to pay close attention to something, but this is one that I actually would just like put in and actually watch. Yeah, that's that's true. I've told Tom before, this is one of the ones that I've seen the most, I think. Mm. Because I always, as a kid, my parents would buy me all the Bonds every Christmas, like on VHS. Oh, that's great. So, so I'd always be watching them, and I always felt I had a bit more respect for this one because of the way they respected the audience. They mm. didn't blindly uh, say that you know Bond's immortal. No, he's he's old now. Like he's been doing this a long time. He's basically retired. Like yep. he can't be out in the field. He's just. He hasn't passed all his athletic tests and all this garbage, <laughs> and he's his diet sucks, all that stuff. Yeah. So, his like, piss blinded somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so I really appreciate. I always really appreciated the fact that they actually treated James Bond as a human being, yeah. whereas I always kind of felt as a kid that they didn't treat him like a human being a lot of the time. So he was Superman. Like he yep. was untouchable. Exactly. Um, and I mean, I feel like when they tried to do that in Skyfall, like. They, they tried to pretend like he was out of shape, but I'm looking at him. He's Daniel Craig. Yeah, the dude is in ex- excellent shape. Where's, I don't believe where? for a second that he's not fit for duty. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in this, he, Sean Connery is not in great shape. You can, t- <laughs> you can tell. His legs are in great he's shape. pretty good shape. His legs are in great yeah. shape. But he's like, in good enough shape He looked for great me. for a 90-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> at least 100. Um, how is this movie generally received by like fans of James Bond? Is it like frowned upon? Some people hate it. Some people love it. I it's feel like very this is a mixed. divisive one. Yeah. To me, having no experience in it, it felt like it was very like wink at the audience type of movie, (laughs) which I don't know if that helped me like it more just as a first time viewer of any Bond or if that's kind of something that it has going for it in general. It depends on the movie. Um, I would say like the Roger Moore era, which is this this is firmly planted in just with Sean Connery instead, definitely has a very heavy wink at the camera kind of thing. But um, a lot of those Roger Moore movies really suffer in terms of pacing and actually being funny. Mm. So it, it, it's kind of skewed from that perspective. This is actually a pretty funny movie. So the winks actually work. When someone like when someone tells like a terrible joke and then they wink at you, that's gross, right? Now, like Connery's a smooth yeah. operator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can get away with a lot. Yeah, for sure. Which begs the question: While I was watching this, <laughs> I was like, I can't decide if Sean Connery is a really great actor. Or if he's just suave as fuck. Like, he's, I really can't. Or are they the same thing? Well, he's suave as fuck, but the one, th- is, so the one thing I notice with this one is always how much he slips his Scottish in. It's less less the British accent, more the Scottish ac- accent. Yeah, he definitely I, slips it in. I just felt like he was like talking like Sean Connery the <laughs> yep. whole time. Yep. Yeah, I didn't think he was disguising that at all, and honestly, I did not even think about it. I was Me like, either. Until <laughs> you mentioned, oh, wait, oh shit, yeah, he is supposed to be English. <laughs> he used to try. He used yeah. to try. Like I want to say it was Diamonds when he just stopped. Yep. He just stopped caring. Scottish kind of, accents are way better anyway. Yeah, his yeah. regular voice is, yeah. you don't need to change it. It's, it's fine <laughs> as is. So, at, in watching this movie as well, I... I, I did enjoy it. I am fearful that the rest of the series isn't like this one. And we had a small discussion of this. So as someone who's watched this this first James Bond movie, is this something that I can expect from the other James Bond movies? 
a reasonable portion. Yeah, you, you have to pick your fights with that one. Like, you could definitely watch Diamonds Are Forever, which is equally as silly and was uh, <laughs> Sean Connery's last official outing. Mm. Uh, you could watch A View to a Kill with Christopher Walken and Grace Jones, which is just completely banana crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that one. that one's rough. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one's great. If, if you like Roger Moore, you'll like that one, though. And you like Roger Moore, trust me. I do? I think Roger yeah. Moore's your bond, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I really like Sean Connery in this. Sean Connery's a stud. Yeah. I like him in most stuff, though. Yeah, so. that's true. So I predisposed mean, to Sean Connery. Absolutely. Yeah. Big fan of The Rock. Yeah. So so we'll see there. Well, I think I think one thing that we have to do say is that this was, like, by most cases, not technically a B movie. <laughs> um, mm. I actually have a thought about that. Yeah. If Octopussy was the A, yeah, then this by proxy was the B. Yeah, I think I think the thing is though is that they were so combative going like after each other and at the box office like they were so in, in the heat with each other. Yeah. They're so <laughs> close. The uh the budget was huge. You had Sean Connery who was a name at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, he wasn't in it that much, but Max von Sydow was a name at the time as well. Mm-hmm. So so you have people in it Irving Kirshner just directed uh, Empire Strikes Back so you have a stud director so I don't, I don't know I guess I guess that's just the way I look the way I look at it because it, it, it exploded yeah oh I, yeah. D- I definitely see this <laughs> so as it's a B, B by technicality I yeah. think so yeah. right. it's the B side I mean, to the A that is Octopussy yeah I, I would say a lot of the 80s Bond movies are kind of they have the that B, B quality, quality. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure they were definitely suffering against some of the more um, more popular A-lister action movies like you know you have the, the, the original Star Wars trilogy was coming around at that time. Uh, the Indiana Jones movies. Then later on in the 80s, you had like gritty 80s action movies like mm-hmm. Commando and, and Cobra and all that kind of stuff. Like the, these movies didn't really do a very good job of standing up to the test of time when those things started rolling around. Yeah, that's true. So I know the Bond movies always kind of have a B vibe. Like once you get past the 60s, like they, they didn't really come back into full force until like Daniel Craig came along, really. Yeah, I mean, there are movies that can be B at, at heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like this is one of those. Yeah, like it, sure. it knows it was skating under the rug with a lot of what they were doing. Like they weren't allowed to use the theme music because for for whatever reason he wasn't <laughs> he didn't get the rights to it. So like they're making this James Bond movie without the elements that scream James Bond that have existed for twenty years or so, give or take. Yeah. So any other successes, guys, uh, in comparison to other James Bond movies or just well, in general? <laughs> In general, I do think that all of the things that I just listed are successes, like having Sean Connery, yeah. having Irvin Kirshner direct, um, having having the screenwriter who co-wrote Thunderball like produce. Um, there's, I mean, it was well shot. All the sets looked great. It looked great. Yeah. All yeah. his one-liners were on point. All his pickup oh, yeah. lines were on point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gotta tell you the. Um, so this really wet woman comes flying into the, <laughs> comes flying into the bar. Oh, do tell Tom. <laughs> really wet woman comes flying into the bar off her um, her water skis, flies into Sean Connery. She goes, "Oh my God, I've gotten you all wet." And he goes, "My martini's still dry. I'm, <laughs> I'm James Bond." I was like, Sleep! "Oh yeah, that was a harsh slam." I that almost was... fe- like that feels like a parody of something you would hear in a James Bond movie, and they just threw it in there, and it <laughs> fucking works. Like, yeah, well, that's and that's what I'm afraid of because I feel like those elements are what I loved about this. Nah, it happens all the time, and, and yeah. it's only okay in a Bond movie. 
that's yeah. that's the only time it's ever okay. This is not allowed in other shit unless you're no. making Austin Powers. You'd be like, why the fuck, why would they do that? Yeah. <laughs> like you you're thinking to yourself, did he actually just say that? Whereas when Sean Connery fucking says it, you best believe he's getting late. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was like instant. She was like, "All right, I'm fucking you later yeah. or whatever." <laughs> yeah, she was soaking yeah. wet. That's I don't care sure. that you're 130. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to the only question I wrote down about this entire movie. Okay. And it wasn't even about the movie. It was about the conversation we're having before the movie about how many women Sean Connery has fucked in his life. 5,000. <laughs> At least. That's a low number. I don't know. Let's I need see. to know. <laughs> I mean... I Inquiring minds want it's, to it's know. It's, like a qu- it's, a, it's a quantum he's equation. He's at least though, 200 and he's going to die soon, so somebody needs to ask him. Once you measure it, it's already changed. <laughs> Yeah, so like you can never exactly. Really know. He's banging it's a new chick right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he he slays babes all he's, over. The, he's all over still time. doing it. So at the Skyfall premiere, he was invited. He walked in. Everybody turned and looked at him. Everybody stood up and started clapping. He probably <laughs> had five chicks that night. Uh, is this a true story? Yeah, it is. It, it's a hundred percent true. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> He deserves a round of applause every time he walks into a room. I wish people did that for me. He does slay that, I bet. No, absolutely. Um, general speak, outside of the Bond universe, what did this what did this movie do right? Felt like it had a really good pace. Like for a movie, I, I would say it maybe was a little bit too long. But then again, most of the James Bond movies are are a little bit too long. <laughs> it's overstated. Uh, They're uh, a tiny little bit. bit too long. I don't think there's any that are under two hours. Uh, maybe Quantum, but we don't talk about that. Um, yeah, there's a couple. But the, the pacing of this movie was was pretty brisk. It didn't let a lot of things breathe for longer than they needed to, um, which I can really appreciate because, man, some of the James Bond movies, the, the pacing is really the issue. Yeah. They just they, they focus on things that don't need to be focused on, and, and this didn't really waste a lot of time there, which is good. good. Got, got a little draggy for me around, like, the hour and 40 mark. A lot of them But do. prior to that, I was, like, pretty on board for everything that was happening hmm. yeah no it, it definitely dipped for for a little bit and i was like Ooh. And, and 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 it those kinds of moments make me kind of dip out of and that's when i'm getting you know the the story getting dumped on me and those are the moments it's like too gonna, convoluted Ugh. it's just bleh. yeah yeah and, not that and, the story in this was especially difficult to comprehend <laughs> or anything yeah and, and i mean not to bring back all all bonds but most bonds actually do that like they have to tell you so many things and you know there's a lot of exposition and a lot of bonds and it's kind of frustrating but i'd say as a whole this one did an excellent job in not giving it too much exposition it's it's much more action pacing you know uh what characters do to move the story forwards less than uh what they actually say so it was kind of nice. Um, so let's move on to where this movie may have fallen short. Then um, let's start with the comparison to the to the rest of the Bond universe. The the music is completely off. <laughs> it was very odd. It was really weird. Even if this wasn't a James Bond movie and it was just a generic action movie, the the music was still bizarre. Like it was like this weird sexy jazz porn music or like big band style music going on in the background during like action scenes and chase scenes and stuff. It was really <laughs> weird. Yeah. Tom liked it. I, I, I did. I, I wouldn't say it was a success of the movie, but mm-hmm. every time I heard a song, I was just kind of like, I like the song. And then you <laughs> found out it was Herb Alpert, and that's why. Oh, well, well, he, you know, the Never Say Never Again song, you know, the James Bond song, uh, Herb Alpert contributed his Tijuana brass to this. <laughs> and I was really 
really pumped to see that in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit. But yeah, the, the, I think the problem with the music was that I, I always had a sneaking suspicion that if the music isn't quite right in a James Bond movie, it's just going to look like a CD porno without any fucking, <laughs> which is a problem with GoldenEye because GoldenEye has a really bad 90s soundtrack. I and love GoldenEye soundtrack. What's that? I love it. Really? Yeah. Oof. That car chase at the beginning. <laughs> Feels good, man. Feels good. Woof. Feels right. <laughs> See, I feel like... With, no, I'm sorry. Go uh, I feel like with James Bond, it's like there's such a wide catalog and anyone can can like any certain element of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it really is. So yeah. it draws base, in yeah. so many different points of view because there was there's five different James Bonds and there's different people contributing to each series yeah. of James Bond in, in each of its revolutions and it's come out it's come out in different eras Brosnan <laughs> no one likes the Brosnan ones don't worry about it oh I love Brosnan <laughs> interest of transparency I hate Pierce Brosnan you hate his face I believe you said I do which none of us can agree to I cannot agree to that I, I still stand by that you just hate Stu from no, it's not just Stu Dunmire, all right? I think it's Stu. I thought Stu was very charming. Oh, good. <laughs> he meant well. It was a run by fruiting. That's what I always think about. <laughs> by fruiting someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the only negative that I had was that it was a little draggy towards the end, but that's really... Mm -hmm. For someone who complains about stuff being too long all the time, this is like the most minor criticism <laughs> that I can contribute. Totally agree. Funny enough, I think for me, the first half hour was kind of draggy for me. Yeah. I, like I, the I, first 10 minutes is great. Every first 10 minutes of Bond movies <laughs> are just supposed to be good. But then like that, the back half of that first half hour, it was kind of like, it felt like they took too long to set the actual plot up because mm. you guys had asked. Oh well, now we know when the, what the plot is. About thirty-five minutes in, <laughs> yeah. Like, Prior to that, we've been like, I have yeah, no idea what's yeah, going exactly. on. Exactly. So you guys had no idea, and like, luckily, I've seen this movie enough. <laughs> I knew what the plot was. I was just kind of waiting for it. <laughs> we were like, Why uh, is James Bond getting assaulted in this old folks home <laughs> that has a science lab in it? <laughs> Don't worry, everywhere has a science lab when it comes to James. <laughs> Why is he getting assaulted by Lyle? So that that was kind of a big failure for me. But relative to other bonds, I'd say that it was just it was to me it was just it was same thing with Eric, just the music. Yeah. I mean, like just give us a note. <laughs> <laughs> Make it sound kind of like the thing. Give us one note, man. <laughs> I know you're afraid of being sued, but yeah. come on. <laughs> Now, when they make James Bond movies, and they've been making them since the 60s, do they assume that everyone watching these movies knows everything, knows what's going on? For a while, I felt like in the original, before Daniel Craig came along, I think there was this idea that we've been following this for X amount of years, and we have this idea of, like, these are the characters, we know who they are, this is what happened to James Bond's wife back in, like, the 60s, and it was all kind of, like, under, like, it was all kind of understood, and if you didn't know those parts, then it was just lost on you. And then in 2006 with Casino Royale, they kind of rebooted it, and you know we're going with the assumption that okay, if you started with Casino Royale, then you're all up to date. I kind of disagree. Okay. Okay. Only reason I disagree with it is because most Bond movies have the, like you said earlier, have the exact same plot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can watch any James Bond movie and not be lost. That's just kind of the way it is. Um, I feel like as someone, I, so I've never, I haven't seen them. I watched this. I am confused by who is who, 
from scene to scene, whereas you guys with the background go, oh, is that the this? Okay, no, that's this guy. Okay. It's only because we've seen all of them that helps. Yeah. Like, I think if you had watched... Cause, it's, it's only because we watched the other 19 movies. Well, well, because, like, they introduce... So they introduce who Felix Leiter is every single time Felix Leiter mm. comes into... That's a, because he's portrayed by a different actor every single time. <laughs> sure, sure. But even Q, even Q, they always say, yeah. oh, Q Branch has something for you. And he was played by the same actor through the first 19 movies. Yeah. So I'd say that you could... Anybody off the street could just watch any Bond movie and just be, you'll figure it out like you will. We're just yeah. like, all right, that's the gadgets guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you can, that's and, his boss. And then you'll do so much better on the second one, pretty much. Okay. Exactly. No, that, that's, that was my next kind of follow up there was, do you think it's, you know, m the more you watch, the more you like? Yeah, you'll progress. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. So is it like the characters might change slightly, but the dynamic is pretty much the same in mm -hmm. every movie? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you'll get you'll, for a good, for instance, like I brought up with Casino Royale, it kind of restarted everything. But like, so from Goldeneye through Skyfall, you had the same M, and you had a you had an, a relationship between Bond and M that was unlike other relationships between other Bond, other M's and Bond. Okay, but that person is M wherever they show up. Yeah, yeah. And are they meant to be the same person like that? That's Somet where I get sometimes, 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 like, sometimes not. And sometimes, so I mean, but they're still they're still a figurehead in Bond's life. They're still the same mentor. Yeah, like so M is always Bond's higher up, always Bond's, you know. Con confidant yeah whatever yeah. you want to call it so. so is this is this a is this a rotating position so when james yeah, bond b <laughs> is done it goes to james bond c and so james bond and, and 007 is just a code name and like yep. various people fill that slot like, yeah that like, is a persistent the theory that people have presented so yeah. that would make sense if it applied to everybody else as well. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So is this like a whole universe of it, code names? Isn't M a woman in one of them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Judy Dench played, her, uh, played M for about a, 10 years or so. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah, I just, uh, that I kind of like that idea of it being like, well, here's our code names and let's rotate all these different elements in and out of it to do the same jobs over and over again and beat up the same types of bad yeah. guys yeah it could be uh, if you go in with that mindset it could be that yeah i, like I mean that. if you look at it closer it does fall apart a little bit but if you don't if you're not like die hard into it you can totally roll with that and it works all right well i'm not so that might work for me there you go <laughs> because we're gonna just watch the ones that don't suck so we'll go through like five movies with you all right sounds good um I mean, we, like, we kind of didn't really talk about too many failures. <laughs> uh, we want to ask a lot of questions. I, I have another failure. Okay. Uh, we watched a horse die, and I am not a fan of animal cruelty. Oh, yeah. That was sad. Yeah. Except um, for that we saw him after, and he was totally fine. Nah, that's different horse. No, that was movie magic, Brittany. <laughs> that was a horse of a different color. <laughs> or they might have shot that first. <laughs> that well, is true. I'm outraged that there was also a telescope in this film. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting sick of it, guys. <laughs> Every time you're on, there's a telescope in the movie. Telescope, Hulk Hogan, fuck. Third film in a row. There was no Hogan in this, which is a bummer. Oh, Th there imagine was... having Hogan in the Bond movie. Imagine <sighs> if he was James Bond. He'd be Bond. the ultimate henchman villain. Oh, he's, I was thinking more like James Bond. <sighs> no. <laughs> no. Shake and not stir, brother. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh -oh. <laughs> As James Bond. Oh, my God. I got a license to kill. <laughs> brother. Brother. <laughs> 
Sorry, we didn't brother on the last episode, so we got to bring all the brothers. And Did we not brother on the last episode? No, I was What's no, wrong with us? No, I was really proud of us for not dropping one brother in the in the whole. I Kogan saved episode. it for when I was writing the episode synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's kudos to us. I guess if that's it, do we want to go over some favorite parts of this movie? That's a good idea. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's transition to favorite parts nice and smoothly here. I thought it was hilarious and like very forced <laughs> that when, uh, what was her name? Fatima? Yeah. Yes. She was like about to kill James Bond and she tried to make him write down that like she was, she was the best lover <laughs> he ever had. I agree. I was, I like, was like, what the fuck? That was the thing where I was like, was wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. This is a James Bond movie. I was like, she's trying to And I'm man. shocked that you did that. <laughs> I was like, this is very forceful. That's presumptuous, too. Right? Yeah. Well, I, 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 it's his last living will. His last living will is for him to write down who his best lover was. I I do love the fact she that his to force him. His his honest answer was that his best lover was in Philadelphia. Yeah, <laughs> he's fucked all over the world, and it was someone in Philadelphia. And probably even in space. Who knows? <laughs> oh, he's definitely he fucking has. space. He has. Yep. He has. Yep. Moon- Moonraker. Go check it out. <laughs> it's happening guys Moonraker I will not <laughs> I absolutely will <laughs> But yeah I thought that was hilarious And so forceful And she was the one who was wearing trash bags all the time right? <laughs> James Bond is such <laughs> Such a good lover She has to have that piece of paper for proof <laughs> I know it to what, her what was she gonna do with that was she, was That was more for her That was more for her <laughs> Is that like yeah. a, beds, a bedside draw thing like, That's a mental thing She's gonna leave it in her night table Yeah Well you gotta keep mind <laughs> Her, char- her character, she was trying to be a strong woman, right? Like, yeah. like, we get that. But she was behind all of these men in Spectre. She was number 12, right? So yeah. so Spectre has numbers as well. So, like, you're, you're number two, number three, number four. She was number 12, so she had probably 11 dudes, <laughs> like, all ahead of her. And she definitely fucked all of them, She too. probably did. No, I don't think so. Everyone She's, fucks everyone in Spectre. I think she fucked her way to the Figuratively top. Figuratively or literally. <laughs> I think she fucked her way to the top because, A, she was a horrible dresser, and she <laughs> did not kill anyone to save her fucking life. That's true. She was not good at that part. She had one job. <laughs> Which brings me to another awesome to, part. To be fair, she did kill that one guy. <laughs> when she blew up James Bond's hotel room. There's that. <laughs> he's already banging a chick in some other hotel room. In hers. It was in the it was in Across the, the courtyard. Was and he's uh, just like glances over and then goes back to business. <laughs> well, yeah, because he goes down, he looks at her and he and he goes, looks like we make the right decision about what? Your place or mine. And puts the screws to her. <laughs> Literally. Such a good line. He had so many good lines. Dude, this might be the most like concentrated Sean Connery good lines in any James Bond movie. Like, Probably. And see, and that's that's what I'm afraid of. Like, I saw this first. Yeah, but you're going to get more, though. You're going to get I, way more. I might get some. <laughs> no, none of them are ever going to be as good as Mar- my martini is still dry. None of them. <laughs> that's it. No, there are better ones. They Roger, already- Roger Moore actually has some pretty good one line. Oh, oh Roger Moore. Boulder Dash. Hey, hey, I hate Roger Moore. I'm calling yeah. shenanigans. All of, all of my being, okay? But he's good at one thing. One-liners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting one line. <laughs> yes. He's good, he's good at one thing, and that's lines. <laughs> uh, um, Anybody else have any favorites? Um, yeah, I think I've got a couple here. That's, that's sketched out. That snake... That snake part where she threw the snake on the dude and 
His well, car was... went through a wall. <laughs> where, I, where did that wall come over? from? That wall came out of nowhere. It's just a giant brick wall that is half completed. <laughs> what was and what was this, what was the snake point? Like what was that like her? Well, she distracted him. She was like she did the Christmas vacation kit. Hey kids, look a deer. <laughs> yep. Right, and then he looks the other way, and then she throws a snake on his lap while he's driving, and then he fl- freaks out, and then. And then drives through a brick wall. Yeah. Corkscrew through a brick wall. <laughs> yeah. now, Don't worry, no snakes were harmed in the filming of this. Just horses. Well, only horses. <laughs> Goodbye, uh, horses. So, so from what I understand, um, that wasn't the first time that something like this has happened? Yeah. It happens all the time. Walls come out of nowhere all the time in James yep. Bond. People get snakes thrown at them. Snakes and, and tarantulas are frequently used as attack objects. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite parts I'm going to throw out there, really tiny thing. So the doctor in this place he's at is telling him you need to get healthy we need to take control of your diet you need to do better and so he <laughs> he you know has this woman come into his room and he's got this secret suitcase that is full of the classiest snacks <laughs> a he's man like, can wield caviar buckled down he's like yeah he's got like straps like you like you'd see um like a gun case or yeah, something. It's a gun case <laughs> full of, of classy snacks like caviar and, and vodka. Chill vodka. Like. Cheese. I'm, I'm like, man, this guy's a baller. <laughs> <laughs> I want that snack back. I know. I thought that was that was hilarious. Mm. That's and how often do do we get a glimpse into into James Bond's snacking habits? <laughs> He's always eating. He's always eating. He's frequently yeah. eating. He loves apples. Drinking. Like I'm just thinking like uh there's a part in Honor Majesty's Secret Service where, like, he just beats the shit out of some guy in a hotel, and then he just, before he leaves, he grabs some caviar and starts eating it, and, like, yeah. talking about what kind of caviar it is. Yeah. Like, you prick. Is that con- is that a Connery? No, that's, no, uh, that's the George Lazenby. It's Georgia Laserbeam. <laughs> Georgia Laserbeam? <laughs> Georgia Laserbeam. Oh, well, I didn't know if that um, was, like, a Connery contribution or, like, a James Bond thing. Like, he loves to eat and, and, and be eat, classic. drink, fuck. Yeah. That's, Kill. yeah. He's got, like, four modes of operation. Yeah. I wish I had those. He enjoys the finer things in life. <laughs> I can. Eat. Um, I do have a question. It's totally irrelevant about his toxic piss. <laughs> <laughs> so when that guy's like slamming him around in the science lab, that guy being an evil guy who's coming to assassinate him. a henchman who like rips his shirt off. I don't know. No, that was the last movie we watched. But I felt like he should have ripped his shirt. Off. No, that was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Well, he was wearing, like, a jumpsuit that was completely unzipped. And everyone was just like, oh, hi. Yeah, this guy's supposed to be here in this old folks home. Um, So he throws Sean Connery, like, 40 feet. And then Sean Connery just grabs a jar of something and tosses it in his face. And the guy's like, ah! And he looks down and it says James Bond. And it was, like, his urine sample (laughs) that he gave the nurse earlier. So my question is... Did it just blind him because it's piss, or is it because he's so unhealthy? His piss was like super toxic. I think he drank like, so much alcohol. That's what I was going to say. That like burnt his eyes. Thing, Dude, yeah. that's what I thought. I was, like, There's no... <laughs> I was like, there's no way he just threw a martini in that guy's <laughs> I think he pretty much did. <laughs> he pisses a dry martini. <laughs> like the olive comes out. That sounds <laughs> so painful. Oh, that's disgusting. That's why olives taste like that. <laughs> I know me, you, and you and me, we, we oh, agree olives are terrible. Olives are the fucking worst. Yeah, they come out of James Bond's urethra. Oh, Good thing man. I didn't get them on the delicious pizza we had tonight. Thank even God. though I wanted to. No olives. Um, any other favorite parts from anyone? anyone uh, anything that classy baller fucking arcade. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so fr- fr- frequently in James Bond movies, James Bond will end up at a casino of some sort, and he'll play something classy, like 
uh, he'll play like roulette or or more famously uh, like baccarat. You know, very very classy, high end, expensive casino games. In this, he goes to a casino and he gets ushered into a secret back room where all the high rollers are playing Galaga and <laughs> Space Invaders. <laughs> like just there's there's a there's people dressed in tuxedos and fancy nightgowns and there's a there's a bar with a barman serving actual adult drinks, but everyone is playing arcade games. <laughs> there's a Kim Basinger in a sparkly dress. <laughs> she looks classy as all hell. Oh uh, yeah, she looked good. Yeah. And um, Largo, the the main villain of this piece uh <laughs> has him throw down on a, on a virtual holograph arcade game that like inflicts pain on you when you're losing <laughs> basically yeah. battleship right yeah. yeah yeah it's called domination yeah. and this whole thing just seemed like as as silly as it was and something that james bond seems to always try to do is like get with the times and it never quite gets it right and this is maybe is the worst example of it <laughs> where it's like instead of having him play those old man games let's have him play a video game and i feel like if i had seen this as a kid i would have thought it was the best movie ever oh yeah i would have wished i had domination oh yeah based on that scene alone i did i did, did yeah i'll say yes you're very familiar with this from your kid yeah. uh, did you really want domination yeah, I was always upset because I was like, why does James Bond get to play the games? <laughs> Dude, and he was into it. He was He gets it. the best of everything. <laughs> yeah, he really does. He had a face like he was about to get like a 10 kill streak in Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. I like the I like that touch. That was that was a good attempt. They tried. Yeah, hell of a try, guys. <laughs> it was wrong, but they tried. I'll give them credit. But it's funny now because as as adults, like we always we we strive for that now. Like we mm -hmm. want those bars to have arcades and shit like that. So we want to be childish in our adulthood. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, I was looking at that. I was like, I would totally go there. That'd be awesome. That looks like so much fun. <laughs> like I get to be classy and I get to put quarters in a machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And have it say, you lose. Winners don't do drugs. Yay. <laughs> I got one one last thing that one I last mention. Perfect. Man on fire. Yes. <laughs> this movie got a man on fire. Squeeze a man on fire in there. Yep. <laughs> From a grenade. It. it was really bizarre. It didn't yeah. look like that guy was supposed to light on fire. He probably had gasoline on him or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know how there's always that one guy who covers himself in gasoline before every operation? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the worst henchman. Gas man. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so if that's it for favorite parts, are we are we ready to rate this thing? Oh, okay. yeah. Rate it, sucker. So let's rate it, then. Yeah, I'm going to go with Yeah, I'm going to have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh, my God, my fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck yeah! All right, guys, let's rate Never Say Never Again. James Bond movie, unsanctioned. Let's, uh, let's start. Who, who wants to go? Eric? I think I can go. All right. I'm going to give this a fuck yes. A fuck yes. Um... This isn't necessarily my style of Bond. I, I tend to prefer the darker ones. Um, most of our listeners will probably turn off the podcast when I say my favorite is probably License to Kill. <laughs> um, but in terms of the sillier Bonds, um, this is a perfect example of how the campy side of this series can be excellent in its own right. Um, it doesn't like... It does. It winks at the camera in a really fun way, where it's like winking with you instead of being like, oh, "You get it?" Uh -huh, oh, you mean that? like literally? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the closing shot of the movie is is James Bond looking you straight in the eye, winking, and, and then he gets framed with double O seven. Making out, and he, yeah, and making out with Domino. It was good. <laughs> was it as good for you as it was for me, Tom? I hope so. <laughs> I really do. But um, yeah, I I feel like this is a really just a, a fun James Bond movie. 
Um, I was actually not expecting it to be this good. Because hmm. I was like, yeah, unlicensed James Bond movie. I bet that's a laugh riot. And it actually turned out to be legitimately fun and legitimately funny. <laughs> a like, legitimate laugh riot. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, this was a, a fun, funny action movie. I can't really say much more about it. It's good. Cool. Britt, what about you? You want to go? Okay. All right, go. Okay. <laughs> I will give this a fucking fine. Um, I actually ended up enjoying it way more than I thought I would for never having seen any of them before. But I also feel like James Bond in general really isn't my cup of tea. Um, and I'm kind of <laughs> preemptively disappointed because I feel like all of the other ones will not be as ridiculous as this one. <laughs> that's, what, that's my mentality. <laughs> you guys are crazy. Um, but I did enjoy it and I would tell someone to watch it. It was entertaining. I liked it. Cool. But not quite fuck yeah territory for me. I hear you. Um, I, I'm going to agree with Eric. I'm going to give this a fuck yes. And I I say that because I, I, I truly enjoyed this movie. It was a lot of fun. Uh, barring the, the draggy bits, I, I think this, this was something that I, I think I'd watch again. I think I want to watch uh, more James Bond movies. In this ilk, I'm not sure. More I'll, I'll, Connery Bond? Yeah, I'll definitely... The next one I, I watch is definitely going to be a Connery one. I don't, I don't know if I want to watch... Um, and if not Connery, it will, it will be the Timothy Dalton one, uh, ones. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fearing that this may have already taken over <laughs> as the best one I've seen. We'll transition it to Diamonds of Forever. You'll be fine. All right. <laughs> okay. You'll be okay, man. Uh, all right, Tyler, round us out. What are you, you going to give this one? Uh, I give a fuck yeah. I fuck mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like it's competent. It's it's everything that I love about Bond. The only gripes that I really have with it, again, are the, the music and the lack of a gun barrel intro. Um, but before I forget, there is one other unlicensed Bond that we should probably watch at some point. You talking about the original Casino Royale? Yes, I am. <laughs> and that is a total parody. It's complete parody. That'll be later on down the line because you have to actually appreciate Bond. First. Austin Powers before Austin Powers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, do you consider that a part of the James Bond universe? I mean, it's it's a, if it's a, if it's a straight parody. Well, everything's exactly the same. They still use James Bond. They still use 007. They still use all the standard characters. It's like this one. So now, how, it's, except it's uh, it is a comedy. Hmm. Well, now how were they able to do that? Um, I, for, I forget the legalities on that one. I, I'm pretty sure Ian Fleming was okay with it. It also is one of the f one of the early ones that was. It was based on a short story. Casino Royale is a short story. It's not a full novel or novella or whatever. Um, so it's, a, it's just a short story, and Ian Fleming was okay with it. Okay. So because they used the name, they used everything like in accordance with him, and he was still alive at the time too. So you know, they had to, everything had to go through him first. All right, so I, I guess we can say that oh, there's two unsanctioned James Bond movies then. Yeah, yep, you so, can say that. All right, so maybe that'll be the next one I watch. Just keep it uh, really off the off Let's the farm. Let's keep it illegal. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, fuck yeah for me. It's, it still holds up. I'm surprised it still holds up. I was I was nervous too. So. When's the last time you watched it? Actually, not that long ago, because I did watch it for the 50th anniversary. So two years ago, three years ago. Okay. And this is top three for you, top five, top ten? No, I love a lot of the other ones more. You do? This is probably like bottom third for me. 
bottom third. Yeah. Okay, and it's still a fuck yeah at the bottom that's third. That, that speaks that, to your love of these movies. I just love I love everything about Bond. And that's going to tell me that 60 to 70% of Bond movies are fuck yeahs or for higher me, for me. For me, are, are a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are a lot of different factors. I mean, there are probably Roger Moore movies that I do like more than this one because they're a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the worst James Bond movie? Worst one? Die Another Day. Die Another Day? Eric hates Die Another Day. I think it's fun. Um, to me, really put me on the spot. I might have huh? to change my vote to Moonraker. Actually, <laughs> I know, I know, our case. Moonraker is probably my least favorite too. Yeah, Moonraker has is just boring. There's not a it lot is. going on there. You would expect James Bond in space to be a lot more exciting, and it's not. That's a bummer. It's yeah. not great, but it does have Jaws. Does have Jaws? Yeah, he's a redeeming factor in this movie. Yeah. Any final thoughts, guys, on uh, Never Say Never Again? <laughs> no, no one has any thoughts whatsoever. I have a question for you, Tom. All right. Is your martini still dry? <laughs> yes, I'm James Bond. <laughs> and that's why you're chasing the bus. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess that's it then. Uh, you've been listening to Second Class Cinema. We watch Never Sin Ever Again from 1983, the James Bond unsanctioned picture. And I guess we all kind of liked it. Uh, Tyler especially. Yeah, always do. <laughs> always do with the James Bond movies. Uh, if you'd like more information, come on to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash secondclasscinema. You can listen to us wherever you're listening to us now, and Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, SecondClassCinema.com, and FollowingFilms.com. Thanks for coming back on the show, Tyler. I'm yes. surprised you guys are not sick of me yet. Always uh, a it's pleasure getting to disgusting. have you. <laughs> no, no, always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad we could talk about something that I really, really love, so that was cool, too. Yeah, excellent. Um, Tyler will return in. Another telescope movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. It's true. It's true. I can't believe that. That is weird. So it's been it's been every movie there's been a telescope scene. There's right? been a pervert looking at someone through a telescope. And it's even more pervert because last week you were I don't like, think that o- doesn't happen that much. And then think, it happened tonight. I don't think only the strong did. No, there was no telescopes but in only I, the strong. I know for a fact three ninjas did. Three ninjas did. Santa with Muscles did. I'm sure Surf Ninjas did. I want oh, to go back and watch Only the Strong because I feel like there has to be a telescope. The <laughs> I'll take you up on that one. <laughs> Here we go. At least a pair of binoculars. Watch out for the Primo. Oh, yeah, we've discussed this. Binoculars is just... <laughs> you uh, don't listen to the Primo. Oh, yeah. Um, also, my professional wrestling name is El Primo Loco, <laughs> which is the crazy cousin. <laughs> I bought a luchador mask in Mexico, and that's what I'm going to be. Your Spanish I'm listeners are right that, now. Tom. It's on your stuffed gorilla. <laughs> well, most of our listeners are in California, so I'm sure a lot of them do speak Spanish. There you go. There we are. El Primo Loco, everyone. Good night. <laughs> I mean, El Primo Loco, signing off. <laughs> so I'm going to end every episode. Fuck